Testing one two, testing one two. Test, test, check it, check out the test. Check cash, COD, money order. This is the Other League Podcast. All right, guys, welcome to week three, but it's really week one of the XFL, but it's week three of our podcast. I'm joined here by Garage God Chase. Chase, how the hell are you, friend? Hey, baby, we back. Other league podcast, we here. I'm doing well. My ankle's healing up. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter at Garage God Chase, you, you heard the story about how I rolled my ankle at the Super Bowl, or uh, not at the Super Bowl, but actually at a Chili's. I felt God in that Chili's that night. Mm-hmm. Um, just if office you, reference i love it yeah gotta got have those um but yeah I, I roll my ankle if you got to listen to the garage guys fancy sports podcast you heard the whole story too so i'll, I'll leave you to go check out that i want to get too deep into it because i'm too hype just when we think football's dead it's back and it's really here now um i've got so much stuff coming up for nascar so now i get to balance football and nascar still so it's like my brain is in like another like planet right now. I don't even feel like I'm on Earth. And you may be asking, maybe asking yourself, Chase, why is Captain XFL dressed in silk, wearing gold, and have no pants? Let me tell you why. Because you heard it by now, but I broke the story. He did it. Josh Johnson, quarterback of the LA Wildcats, is injured. We'll get into more of that later. But I just want to let you know, I'm not petty or anything, but everyone else copied me. That's right. So it just goes to show that. Uh, that Captain XFL is not a burner account. He is the captain. We call him the captain for a reason. It's because he gets all the scoops because when you're on a boat, you got to go tell the captain what happens first. That's right. So that's why he is the one. So better recognize. I am the captain of the ship, but unlike real captains, if this thing sinks, I'm not sticking around. No, you got to float away. You got to get on the boat. You got to go. Got to look out for me. But the good news is, is that we got a big boat. There's enough room for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they should be going to follow the captain. Yeah. Follow me at Captain XFL on Twitter. Um, I try to give you up-to-date news. I got some sources with every team but one. I bet you can't guess which team that I don't have a source on, huh? Does it it start with a nerd and end with a bird? It does. And you may say, (laughs) why don't you have a source in St. Louis? Because they don't matter. Sorry, St. Louis. I still love you. Yeah, we we still love the archways, just not, not nerd hawk birds. Um, but yeah, that's it's super awesome, especially like like now, like coming into the season. Like we got we got the scoops. Captain's got the scoops. The scoops are going to be here on this podcast. So let's go ahead and talk about this. So they basically came out and said that he is going to be doubtful for the game. Yeah. So the the NFL and XFL are are similar in some ways, very different in others. One re, one way they are different is the rules on reporting injuries. So I was told by a person within the team that he had a thigh injury, okay? But all reports say an undisclosed injury. I can confirm it was his thigh, hip, um, and he is doubtful right now. Now, Coach Winston Moss um, is very hopeful that they can get him on the field for week one, but I'm hearing from, the, from inside the training room that it's uh, extremely unlikely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, so Josh Johnson – 
probably probably should should watch out for that. Don't don't put him in your lineups because the beauty of it is not only is football back, but that means that DFS lives on. And and there's a lot of people right now that are doing uh doing their their XFL fantasy football drafts. They're doing their season-long teams. And I think we're going to be a little more dedicated on this show and focused on the daily fantasy sports side of it. Um, maybe even have some, some betting tips, some best bets, different things like that. And that's where we want to make our, our forte. Um, shout out to Matt Forte. He should come play in the XFL. Yeah, Matt. I played against Matt Forte in football. How was that? So uh, I had this idea that no one could tackle him, so I said, well, I'll tackle him. And so he's coming right at me. And I lower my shoulder, and I'm thinking how the crowd's going to cheer. They'll probably throw Gatorade on me when I light this full up. They'll carry me off the field in celebration. And next thing I know, I'm kissing my nutsack because he hit me so hard that he flipped me. Oof. Yeah, So Matt Forte was a Tough beast. guy. Yeah, and, and, and hopefully we'll see some running backs in the league emerge like that um, coming into this season. But also backtracking on to some of the other injury news, uh, Landry Jones still haven't really heard much on what's happening with him. So that's another guy you're going to want to watch out for. Uh, don't, don't throw many lineups this week just yet. Um, I don't even know if I'm comfortable putting him in a lineup at all. Well, what, what we're going to do is I'm going to talk about lineups here in a moment, and I'm going to tell you who to go after and who to stay away from. This is not just useless information. This is what me and Garage God Chase are actually using in DraftKings. So I want to share with you what I know and what I don't know and uh, who you should absolutely pursue and stay away from. One person to stay away from, in my opinion, even though Bob Stoops has not officially ruled him out, is Landry Jones. This was a significant injury that originally, when it first happened, they said it could be six weeks he's out. And now they're saying, well, he's, it's possible for week one. Let me tell you, not going to happen. If it happens, just know that Landry Jones is on the field, fully injected of medication, probably high, doesn't know where he's at. And the truth is, Chase, is that this is not the NFL where we have a clear depth chart. We don't know who the backup quarterback is. We have an idea, but we don't know for sure. So it's a risky bet. It's too risky for Captain XFL, for sure. Risky business. Risky business. The second string quarterback is certainly qualified to be a quarterback, but when you don't have a lot of reps with the first team, just, I mean, for example, if you're a Saints fan, uh, week, was it week two? Drew Brees goes out with an injury against Los Angeles. Teddy Bridgewater, a very capable quarterback, comes in the game, uh, but he's terrible because he said he only took one or two snaps the entire preseason and training camp with the first team. Ooh. So you have to think, Philip Nelson may be a stud, or, or or was it Brandon Silvers may be a stud, but you don't know, and when you don't know, it's hard to put money on on the unknown. And see that, but that's the beauty of of when a new league starts up or anything like that is that we haven't got to see what this is yet. And that's what people, I feel like, forget. Like, you know, you got all these players. These are brand-new players. We've some Most of them we haven't seen them play since college. Some of them we might not have even remembered seeing them play in the NFL. So it's, right. th- this is going to be a huge week. Like, this is a big week to get on DraftKings. You know, you're kind of just going off of whatever your instinct's telling you. Do as much research as you can. But you just don't know 100%. That's absolutely right. I mean, just look at Landry Jones. I mean, we have not seen Landry Jones uh, take a snap at a professional football game in some time. So we're going off uh, years ago. Landry Jones is 31 years old now. So we're going off what happened years ago at Oklahoma. The correlation is 
that Landry Jones was the quarterback at Oklahoma. Bob Stoops was his head coach. Um, and Bob Stoops, Bob Stoops is his head coach now. So we're, we're kind of piecing things together. This makes it fun this week because there are a lot of unknowns. But the reason I say stay away from a Dallas QB is simply because the XFL uh, is unknown in, in of itself. Why not add, why add an extra layer of unknown? So that's why I'm saying as far as this week, week one against St. Louis, I'll stay away from Dallas quarterbacks. Landry Jones, they're saying – could be back week two when they take on L.A. Um, I think that's I think that's the time to to really go after him and make him your your main guy, your quarterback, and also full full of full of drugs. Because, Probably because full if you of tell drugs. somebody you're going to be out for six weeks, and then you go back and say, "Oh, he'll be ready in a week," the, it, it, drugs. It can happen because I tore my ACL in football, and I mean you should be out for the season. I missed six days, played the next week. And don't remember any of it. Damn. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, it's like a bender, but without alcohol. Yes. That's beautiful shit. Now I'm older, and I'm still hurting from those poor decisions <laughs> that my coaches made. Right. So I'm concussed still. I got a new knee. Had to get a knee replacement. Got my other brand knee's new kneecap. Yeah. Yeah. I said, God, I like what you gave me. I'll take another. And I'm sure there's probably some people in this league that are in the same boat. Um but let, let's go ahead and without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the, this slate. And we're going to start off with the first game on Saturday at 1 p.m., the Seattle Dragons versus the D.C. Defender. Listen, last week I said it, and I'm sticking to it. The D.C. Defenders are no joke. Do I think they're the best team in the XFL? I don't. But I think that this week, uh, week one, the debut, the re, the re-debut, I guess you could say, of the XFL. The, the new defenders new. will show out big time. In fact, my quarterback that I'm going with uh, on DraftKings is DC Defenders quarterback Cardell Jones. He's a gunslinger. He is he has proven himself. I've seen videos and clips of practices. This sucker can hum the ball. And so I'm going – I'll pick him over the Seattle defense. The Seattle defense, to me, still a lot of question marks there. Uh, so I think the, the defenders will absolutely destroy the Seattle defense this week. And why not choose the leader of that offense, Cardell Jones? Yeah, this is our guy right here that we talked about that was like – it looks like Corey in the house grown up. Um, but I'm, I'm reading over some of his notes. He's actually – one of the more expensive plays. He's uh, he's ten thousand two hundred dollars on DraftKings, and he they're they're basically saying he's like the biggest lock of Week One among the available. Well, they had on DraftKings they have one more quarterback above him, coincidentally, who we spoke about earlier, Josh Johnson uh, of the Wildcats. That was an hour ago, so that may change. Hopefully, it will change. But Cardell Jones, I think that is a lock. He is my quarterback. I'll give you that. He is my quarterback this week. Um, and I think that you will be very, very pleased with yourself and very happy if you choose him. And one thing to note, too, is that he's not like a – supposedly he's not like a big uh, running quarterback. He's more of a pocket guy. So you got you a good pocket passer right there. And, uh, again, the Dragons defense, I'm pretty sure that whenever Garrett Hartley was cut from that team, the entire soul of the Dragon was, was slain. I'm still upset so, about Garrett Hartley I am being cut from that team. It, it was sad stuff, and, and hopefully they can, they can figure out a way to, to make it right. But um, looking at Seattle's uh, side of the ball, uh, we have another, I think it's uh, Brandon Silvers is here actually. So let's take a look. So Silvers actually 
is 8,000 for the Seattle Dragons. And he will most likely be around, what, 8,000 8, I'm seeing here. So that's a huge drop from, from Cardell looking at him. So I don't know. He might not be – maybe like if you're going to go really stacked heavy on like running backs and wide receivers. But that, that's another thing to note too before we do continue is that the format of DraftKings is going to be completely different. You know, you got a quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, two flex spots, and a defense, which I love – it's it's it really is awesome. It really is awesome. Yeah, and, and one thing to consider about Seattle, their head coach is Jim Zorn, who was the first ever quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. He's a very offensive minded guy. He's a great guy to mentor a quarterback. So even though I don't I don't know too much, I'll admit I don't know too much about Seattle's quarterback uh, situation, but they are in good hands with Jim Zorn. I just think when you go against Dallas, uh, I think they'll be the best defense – or excuse me, D.C. I think they'll be one of the best uh, defenses in the league. I think that they're going to cause a lot of havoc on the Seattle offense and then, of course, destroy the Seattle defense. So I wouldn't go with Seattle's quarterback on this one. Uh, but I could be wrong, Chase. You, I mean, you've known me for a while. I've been wrong, what, once? Yeah, but I mean, if if you're looking at this now, I mean, like a lot of people probably will stay away from it. And, and that just all goes back to literally, we just don't really know what we're going to see out there this weekend. So we're going to have a way clearer picture coming into next week's episode and just in general for the for the season. We'll be able to make a lot more uh, definitive decisions when making these lineups. Um, but yeah, the Dragons or the, the defense is at three and the defenders is at 4,200. So that's obviously their favorited. Um, in this battle. Correct. And I think it is going to be in D.C. anyway. So, home team, you know, gets the favorites. Looking at some of the running backs from this matchup, though, uh, we got Jeharl Presley. Jeharl. Jeharl. What? Yeah, listen, Presley is the real deal. You may remember him in the AAF. Uh, he led in rushing, averaging 53, uh, a little over 53 yards per game. Um, and, and as I said in uh, week one of the podcast, Pep Hamilton, the head coach of D.C., is heavy on the run. He thinks that an offense is not truly dynamic without a dynamic run game. He has the passer already in Cardell Jones, so I think Presley is going to get the ball a lot, and I think that he's going to, and this is not a shot at Seattle, but I think he's going to run the ball down Seattle's throat uh, quite a bit. I would hope so. I mean, like looking at these salaries right here, obviously the run game in this matchup is probably not going to be like the the super strong suit. I mean, you got Presley's at seventy nine hundred on DraftKings. We got to remember this is a pass happy league, so running yeah. running backs are not going to be. Uh, it's like everything the NFL talks about how the running backs doesn't matter. It actually exists in the XFL. Right. So Kenneth Faro is the running back uh, number twenty for the Dragons. And uh, he played a little bit. I think he played 13 games for the Chargers in 2016. He rushed about 50 times for 192 yards. So, I mean, he had uh, – you know, he's, he's had a little bit of life. He did some stuff in the AAF. But he's in here, and he is a, ranked a little bit lower at 7,200. So, maybe not like the, the game where you want to, like, you know, target the running back too heavy. There might be some of the other matchups that you can use to, like, grab some running backs. I do definitely think there's some better ones out there. Right. And the reason I say – uh, Seattle's probably not going to run the ball as much. As l- just look at the whole picture. Jim Zorn, a quarterback, is the coach. So, therefore, it's going to be a uh, quarterback-minded offense that you're running. So, I think that, you know, you may have Kenneth Farrow 
run a little bit, uh, but certainly if they're behind, which I think they will be throughout this game, I don't think we'll see a whole lot from him. So not one of my major picks. Uh, but Presley is somebody that I think you should definitely look at. A little, little sleeper? A little, little sleeper, sleeper. I think I think he's going to impress you, Chase. I know it's hard to do, but he's going to impress you. I dig it, man. I'm, I'm with it. I, what I'm more impressed with is looking at uh, these wide receivers. So <clears throat> Rashad Ross. Oh, gosh. Rashad. Just listen. The Rosser. The Ross Rashad. If you don't listen to anything I say today, listen to this. I remember this guy. Rashad Ross has to be on your fantasy lineup. It's worth the money, though, at 10200 I don't care if it's worth uh, 10000 11000 plus your kidney. This guy is money. All right? The, the gunslinger, Cardell Jones, throwing to Rashad Ross. I'm telling you right now, take it to the bank. This is your guy. This this already you, you I have a half chub right now just like of how excited you are about this guy. So Ross actually played for the Hot Shots in the AAF, um, averaging sixteen point two yards per reception. Okay, uh, <laughs> another guy, another guy to look at with when it comes to uh, the to DC Eli Rogers. Uh, he has a little bit of NFL experience. Uh, he is somebody that let's say Seattle tries to double team uh, Rashad Ross. Uh, Eli Rogers will definitely get some some action. See somebody to consider too, possibly as a flex. Yeah, so a little bit of flex action there, and like like I said, it just it, it goes lower from here. But um, it looks like the best wide receiver that you're going to get um, for the Seattle Dragons is going to be Keenan Reynolds, um, and he was uh, I think he was one of the final cuts for the Seahawks for two straight seasons. So he's finally landed on a roster. He's 8100. That's going to probably be your best bet on that league, and then there's obviously there's a lot more people on there that you know you're getting more down into like the five and four thousand. So yeah, and, and Keenan Reynolds is is very athletic. Uh, he's he has the potential. He's just think of uh, Odell Beckham Jr. He may not change. That's bold. He may not change the game, but he can make some amazing grabs, um, and he is going to be a, a treat to watch. But again, Seattle, I'm not giving them a whole lot of hope this week. All right, so, so Keenan Reynolds has hands. Absolutely. All right, the man has hands at 8,100. You, you heard it here first. Captain told you. Uh, let's go to L.A. where our uh, where beloved Josh Johnson is probably not going to play uh, against the Houston Roughnecks. This is going to be Saturday at 4. Uh, so here's another thing to, to look at now. So if John, with Johnson out, we're going to probably be looking at either, uh, I want to say it's uh, Jalen McClendon. Right. That's going to be backing him up. And then they also have Charles Knopf, uh, which are the two backups there. Which both are extremely risky. I'll yeah. leave it at that. Whichever one uh, they go with. There's not much difference between listen, their prices. And listen, they're not ruling Josh Johnson out. But an injured player, even if he does play, I just I would stay away from drafting a Los Angeles quarterback this week if I were you. Of course, I'm not you because if I were you, I wouldn't be a captain. Yeah, it's honestly like kind of looking through the running backs and wide receivers for this game. Um, you know, I'm I'm seeing that it, it may be a, a good game to kind of maybe avoid um, in general. I mean, it's it looks pretty like constant. I mean, obviously you got some of the big names. One name that I did see. Well, that's not true. There is somebody from Houston that you should uh, jump on. Yeah, and that's uh, the one guy that I see right here, Mister Mister Sammy Coates. Sammy Coates. What you know about the Coates. First of all, Sammy Coates is a 
awesome name. So if you want to draft him just for that, I don't blame you. Uh, I got Sammy rated in my top five uh, wide receivers this week in all of the XFL. Um, I think that he is going to be somebody that will – I mean, I don't know what his value is, Chase, do you? Yeah, so right now he's going for 9300 on DraftKings. He is the most expensive wide receiver in this matchup. Wow. Um, followed by nothing but um, L.A. Wildcats wide receivers. So he literally is the difference maker on this Houston team. So so Connor Cook's the, the, the QB for – uh, for Houston, yeah. Every, he's at ninety four hundred. So I mean, that's not too bad. It's not for, too uh, bad. Connor Cook is a safe bet. He's a good. He's a good player. Everything I've seen from videos, uh, from uh, practice, uh, Connor Cook looks to to Sammy Coates uh, almost immediately. It's always his first look, and so I think that uh, you know you can't you can't just run the ball every play. And I certainly don't think June Jones, the head coach of Houston, will go that direction. So I think you'll get some some. Some balls thrown the way of Mr. Sammy Coates. We're going we're gonna to be cooking coats. Cooking coats. Cooking coats in June's kitchen. That's right. That's I, I like the name June Jones. June oh. Jones. Just the name June for a, for a guy. That's, and, as, and as I said, the only you gotta thing. you got to have balls to have that name. The only thing bad about June Jones is he was once the head coach of Atlanta. But other than that, this dude's pretty cool. He lives in the Hawaii. He was the head coach of the Hawaii football team for years. So he's kind of got that Hawaiian vibe to him. I like him. And I like Houston. Uh, Houston Sammy Coates in this particular matchup. That's right. So with you know with the news that that just dropped with with Josh Johnson, we, you have to go ahead and say like yeah they they have really good value at wide receivers, but it's all about who's going to be throwing that ball. Uh, the most expensive wide receiver that you're going to right? look is Nelson Spruce yeah, at ne- five hundred. Nelson Spruce is a is a good pick. Um, he is uh, he's he's a, a good quality player. I don't I don't look at Nelson Spruce as somebody who is um, you know we mentioned the name Odell Beckham Jr. a moment ago I don't see him as that guy I see him more as a just a reliable Marcus Colston ish type player that if you throw the ball his direction he's going to catch it he may not bust out 60 70 yard passes and and, or, and and touchdowns and stuff but he is going to be consistent so he is somebody to look at especially if it comes down to the money aspect and you need somebody who's not really expensive but somebody who's reliable nelson spruce is your guy yeah kind of like that average medium he also uh it, he, correct me if i'm wrong here he looks like carl from jimmy neutron but grown up and lost a lot of weight Yes, he yeah, does he, actually. He has that face. So yep. yeah. So if you're a fan of Jimmy Neutron, you should probably draft Nelson Spruce to your team for this weekend. And then just another thing about Spruce, uh, he was on the San Diego Fleet and the AAF, um, and then he was third in receiving, um, second in catches, um, or excuse me, third in targets, uh, receiving targets, uh, second in catches, and fifth in receiving yards. So that should give you an idea. Um, this guy is reliable. He's a he's a safe pick, not dynamic, uh, but you won't lose your butt on him if you if you go that direction. There we go. And the other wide receivers we got here uh, for LA, Brandon Barnes at sixty four hundred. So I mean, it really takes a dip after Nelson Spruce. Yeah, Spruce is the guy. Spruce is your Spruce is your one. Spruce but, is the guy. And, and listen, in week two when they play Dallas, it's going to be a total different story. But with the quarterback situation so iffy, uh, you know, it just causes pause in me. I'm not sure uh, I would jump after. Uh, anybody on the L.A. offense because the quarterback's leader of your team and you don't know who your leader is. Maybe lead with the running back. I have a feeling they're going to be running the ball a lot um, this game, especially with your quarterback out. And, then, and so you got to turn to Elijah Hood for that at 7,500. 
Um, so I mean, Elijah is kind of looking at that. He's basically at the he's going to have the workhorse horse role for the Wildcats, um, and kind of like looking at some of his stuff that he did. They, Elijah they Elijah's great too uh, for the screen. Um, like if you want to do short distance passes, if you just want to dump the ball off, he's great for that. Uh, which I think you'll see a lot of. You may not see him grab the ball and go up the gut um, of the offensive line, but he may be a, a guy similar. Uh, to like Tiki Barber with the Giants, somebody Ooh. similar to, um, dare I say, Ezekiel Elliott, somebody who can, uh, Alvin Kamara, somebody in that screen that can uh, be deadly if he has any open field. And that's ahead comparing of it to the XFL, not to the NFL. Right. Guys. So remember that. Okay. So we're, we're just we're throwing names here to let you know. Just to put it in context, yeah. so you know what I'm talking about. He could about. be a star. Okay, but it's 7,500, um, especially with the quarterback injury. This is probably a play that I would be all over. Um, just because you, you've got to have that feeling that they're probably going to rely more on him to just you know kind of be the bull for the offense and just take it to the house. And, and looking at the defenses now, they're pretty evenly correlated. I mean, at 3,500 for the Wildcats, 3,200 for the Roughnecks, there's not too much difference there. And, I, and I'll give you my top eight. I mean, it's only eight teams, so obviously top eight. But I'll go in order of the defenses that I think that will uh, overperform and underperform this week. I think that uh, the L.A. – uh, we'll go after uh, Houston a good bit, and I think that Houston uh, will be very, very, very blitz happy and go after uh, L.A. So, I mean, this is this is a good bet, Elijah Wood. Uh, I think he is somebody that you can really count on and somebody who can make you some money. I dig it. So let's get off of this one. We're going to go into our, our fave team. Uh, this is going to be the Sunday games, kicking off Sunday at 1 p.m., uh, Tampa Bay and the New York Guardians are our, our Vipers. Our Vipers are ready to strike. The Vipers, ladies and gentlemen, All right. are ready to strike. I'm, I'm already pissed off because they're already rating Matt McGloin uh, higher than Aaron Murray. Well, there's a reason for that. It's fair. Aaron Murray is a known game manager. He's not dynamic. He wasn't dynamic at Georgia. Uh, but I think what I'm hearing out of uh, beautiful Tampa, Florida, is that what's the sources say? Aaron Murray's a new quarterback, and so I actually have him ranked in my top three uh, of quarterbacks this week. I think that he is going to uh, do quite amazing uh, up in up in New Jersey when he plays the New York Guardians. I think that he is a, a safe pick, and I think that he is a good pick. I, I, I'm going to back it just because I'm a Viper boy. You've got me in this Viper lifestyle. Uh, you can get Aaron. 9,000, Matt McGloin's at 9,700 on DraftKings. So, <clears throat> and like you said, the game, being the game manager, it is what it is. Uh, looking into this run game, though, I, I'm not liking what I'm seeing out of either team. Uh, you, your lead back that you're going to have for the Vipers is uh, Devion Smith, and he's going to be at 6,300. So that's pretty low. And, and then again, like you said, guys, like the, these salaries, like we could see – you know, somebody like Smith go from 6,300 this week to like 9,000 next week. Correct. Because you just got to get the feel for the value. So, like, well, if you know your shit and, and you're listening to us right now, we're going to be able to help you get there. Mark we're, Trestman, head coach of the Tampa Bay uh, Vipers, is not a running back coach. He's a quarterback coach. Uh, you know, the, the New York coach um, is a quarterback coach. So, I don't, I, I don't think that you're going to see – uh, a lot of running from either Mark Tressman or Kevin Gilbride. Tim Cook's the running back in uh, New York, but he is splitting carries with Darius Victor in practice. So 
not a lot of safe bets when it comes to uh, to Tampa versus New York in terms of running backs this week. Might need to, might need to fade it <clears throat> if you if you stack up your lineup though as far as the salary goes. And I I'm gonna go ahead and just say this right now. I would not do that. Don't go out of your way to like stack the most expensive players. Like if you found yourself on this show, you've got an edge right now because the people that are are just out there just playing fun, they're they're gonna screw themselves by doing that, thinking that that's the way to go, and you're going to be able to have the edge because you're an Other League Podcast subscriber, and we thank you for that. So if, if I'm looking at, at either of these guys, obviously uh, I'm going to probably have to roll with, um, with our, the guy Tim Cook right here in this game at 6,100 because, like you said, it's, you're going to see so much more passing come around um, in this game with the Vipers. And that brings us into. But as I said, Tim Cook is splitting carries, so he's not. You gotta be careful. If, if you have to pick him, okay, but he's he looks not. like the he looks like the old dog though. Yeah. So like he might be the one that's going to be getting into the end zone. He might be the one take handling the, the third downs. You know, you're not really sure. Right. I don't. I don't really see. My eyes could deceive me that Tim Cook could be the guy that breaks out, get his catching screens, whatever. But if I had to take a guess, he's going to be like you know the old dog that steps in to get you know the big the big bowl of kibble. Absolutely. At the end. So I'm, I'm rolling. But with Tampa that. Bay has some great receivers. Chase, they got uh, Shantavius. I'm sorry, Jones. Uh, he is going to be an awesome player, I think, this year. And they also have Nick Truesdale. Uh, these are two guys that I think will make Aaron Murray look like uh, a professional football. Uh, MVP quarterback this season. So those are two people in this game to definitely look out for uh, on, on Sunday. So these are guys – and hell of value with both of these. You, you can get Jones at 7,400 and Truesdale at 6,900. The most expensive wide receiver in this game is on the New York Guardians, and his name is Mikhail McKay. That's, yeah. a, that, that's a hell of a name right there. Yeah, Mikhail's a great player. Um, I think that he is – Listen, I think he's a sleeper this week. I think that you're going to um, have some good play from him. The only thing that concerns me about McKay is the fact that he's going against Jerry Glanville's defense. Jerry Glanville consistently, since the 1970s, has one of the fastest defenses. He His specialty is defensive backs. He is known uh, for well over three decades now, shutting down wide receivers. I don't think it's any different, even though he's older. I don't think it's any different this week. Well, I think it's beautiful because you, you're labeling him as a sleeper when, when DraftKings is pretty much pricing him at $9,900. So that lets you know that we got a little something-something. So don't sleep on this Vipers defense because that's obviously probably where we're going to be turning this week. I think both of us can agree that that's who we're probably going to be sticking in our lineups uh, as our defense and, and everybody that plays fantasy, no one wants to talk about defense, but they're sleeping on the Vipers. DraftKings is sleeping on them hard. You got the Vipers at price at 3,700's defense, and then the Guardians are at 39. There's still not much difference there. And I know it's probably just because you got to look at, you know, well, we haven't seen anything yet. We really don't know how to price these guys. We're just basically going off of what we know from them from the past. So uh, with McKay, he's probably going to be somebody heavily drafted just because of his price point. Captain over here is telling us he's a sleeper. I think he's a so sleeper. He may be good. So you might waste I, your money. Well, I think he's a sleeper in week two. I think that he's going to be priced very high this week. Put him out of the price range that makes sense for a lot of people this week. So his value will drop next week. And, and then next week I think that uh, he'll, he'll show up and show out. So I think we're going to see a shitload of variance with these players. Absolutely. Just looking at, at all of these players – looking through these games and, and, and how things are stacked. It's just because it's going to be so just like 
like different week to week. You're gonna like the things aren't gonna always stack up, and and that's also the beauty of having you know eight an eight team league that you you only have so many people you can choose from, and so you're gonna have to have some type of various type of scattering. And we might even see some of these guys that are waiting here on the totem pole because I'm gonna go ahead and let you know the wide receiver uh, that their, their rosters are stacked. I mean, you, you're going all the way down to 2,500 on DraftKings, so they've they they've got a they've got a pretty set and hefty. Uh, group of guys that are going to be on each of those teams. So. And then, and like and like you mentioned a moment ago, Chase, Saturday and Sunday, we'll know how much uh, they're they're audible, like they're you know changing the players. We know how much they're you know uh, changing things up. How many players are playing? So right now, I mean, the, the fourth string wide receiver for a team may be the most dynamic player. Uh, if they do a lot of substitutions, or he may not touch the field. So Saturday and Sunday, we'll get a better grip on how these coaches are thinking, how they're adjusting to the new league, uh, which is the XFL. And that, that brings up a great point, though, too, because like backtracking to the uh, to the LA Houston game, you know, we know that Johnson's sitting out, so we're probably going to have McClendon in. Go and look at some of these wide receivers that are on that second team. Go, I mean, they, their prices are down in the 3000 range. I mean, you got some of these guys we're looking at right now, like just a couple of names that I can throw out there. Um, Trey McBride, he's questionable for this game. But uh, we've got uh, Adonis Jennings is one. Uh, we've got uh, L. Whitfield. Dude's name is just L, I guess. Shout out to L. Whitfield. Shout out to your mom for naming you L. Um, you know, getting even deeper, Jalen Green. One of these guys could step up out of nowhere, and you could get an insane value at three thousand. Absolutely, because I mean, these guys, it's not the NFL where you have two receivers. Uh, Dallas, for example, the air raid uses about five or six receivers. So there's going to be guys getting play, whether that's a running back going out as a receiver, uh, which is common, a tight end, or a bunch of wide receivers. So, I mean, Dallas especially, their receivers will get some play. So, we need to go ahead and talk about this right now because I'm looking at this last game, Sunday at 4 p.m., uh, St. Louis Battle Hawks, Dallas Renegades. Uh, I'm looking at these wide receivers you're talking about right here, and it looks like we've got about th- three guys that are ranked before we even get back into Dallas. So, the one receiver that is going to be boss hog basically is Jeff Bidet. Yeah, Jeff Bidet. They uh, Bob Stoops has been really high on this guy, um, and if you know anything about Bob Stoops, he keeps his cards close to the vest. So the fact that he has really talked so strong uh, about Bidet, uh, it gives me an inclination that this guy is the real deal. He made a strong impression uh, during training camp. He also uh, played for him. Uh, he played for his brother, actually. Yeah, in Kentucky. In, uh, in Kentucky. So uh, this guy is uh, is going to be a dynamic receiver. Uh, he may be. Listen, he's no Rashad Ross. Let's just get that out the way. Uh, there can only be one. There's only one Rashad Ross, but I think he is a top five receiver in all the XFL. I think he's somebody that you um, that you consider uh, this week, even though it is risky because of the quarterback situation. But when Landry Jones comes back, he flexes those muscles, uh, throws his dip out of his mouth. I think that Jeff Bidette is a, is a guy that's going to pay off handsomely down the stretch. You don't think he's a coffee grinds guy? He, he definitely has to back her. Uh, he may be a coffee grinds guy. Who knows? But one wide receiver that I'm very interested in, and, and just to go ahead and note it too, uh, Jeff Bidette is actually going to be at 8,800 on DraftKings. Um, but before we get into the St. Louis wide receivers, looking at 
Jazz Ferguson at 4,200. Jazz Ferguson. This guy's name is Jazz. Um, he almost made a Seahawks roster as an undrafted rookie in 2019. Um, he had a phenomenal senior season at Northwestern State. He had 66 catches for 1,117 yards and 13 touchdowns. This right here could be your ticket to the Golden Kingdom. And this could be your ticket to a wonderful, beautiful lady when you walk in with hundreds from DraftKings and say, where'd you get that? I got that from playing jazz. She automatically thinks that you're a musician, um, and then she'll probably um, propose to you. So this is a win-win situation. I like the name jazz. I'll play. I'll tell you what, guys. I'm going to play him this week just because I like the name. Yeah, that, that's the only reason I'm playing him too. And because you, you, you can't look – past what he did at Northwestern State. So, I mean, like, he literally was an undrafted rookie in 2019. This dude is fresh. He's young. He's here. Like, we're getting to see players that are coming directly from it. And But but what it's really going to depend on is the reliability from either one Philip Nelson or, I uh, believe, the other player is uh, Eric Dungy. So – Both – listen, Dungy's a great quarterback. I, I think that if, if Landry doesn't play, I think that Nelson gets the nod – um, but these guys, I think that when it comes to Nelson and Dungy, I think that anytime they play, they're auditioning for a future role as a starting quarterback of another XFL team. Um, but this is going to be a tough game uh, this week for, for, for Dallas in that regard because second-string quarterbacks don't really pan out that well. Of course, unless you're Steve Young. That was pretty good. And I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see, like, maybe them use two quarterback sets. I mean, like, you, you look at the Saints, for instance, you see Drew Brees and you see Taysom Hill. And, I mean, Eric Dundry, they, they could be using him for some double pass situations. Because, Absolutely. Because you have which that. Is a, which so. is a new rule. And, listen, how Mummy – um, I mean, he recruited me out of uh, out of high school to come play college ball. The captain he, recruited. He, he is a very um, intricate guy, the way he thinks – the way he uh, designs plays. So, I mean, there's no telling what you'll see out of the Dallas Renegades this year. I think their defense will be the best, but listen, that offense, you don't know what to expect with Hal Mummy. It could, it could go any direction. It could be either the worst offense you've ever seen in your life or the most dynamic and best offense you've ever seen. So, and, either one of those. I, I want to say this, too. I know, I know we, we've kind of been, like, pooping on the, the, the running backs – but there was one name that popped out to me out of all these teams. And Let me it, was, tell you. it was because he was on an NFL roster for a long time. Mm-hmm. I knew about him, knew he was. Cameron Artis Payne is a running back for the Renegades. He's yes. priced at 6,800. It's, it's the pain. But dare I say this, Chase? Let me blow your he mind. He wasn't that great. Let but... me blow your mind for a second. The best running back in that game isn't in Dallas. No, he's not. No, no, no. The St. Louis Nerdbirds, some people call them the Battle Hawks, has a guy named Christine Michael who... Wild. I think he is a must-have when it comes to running backs this year. See, we're not biased. We're not too biased. No, I th- I th- listen, St. Louis, uh, they, they did smart. They did good uh, getting Michael. He's a great running back, and I think that he will be... You know, quarterbacks are the the backbone of most offenses, I think that Michael's going to be the backbone of the St. Louis offense. And he may make them contenders. That's how much – listen, if you don't – this is how serious I am, Chase. Are they the cool nerd birds now? Well, we haven't seen them play yet. Christine Michael is – I mean, I, I literally – I had Christine Michael in, in, in fantasy football, like, for he's the while. He's the real deal. 
he can make them contenders this year. That's how much I believe in Michael. He he could literally. You're make... switching up on your shit that fast. No, 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 no. I don't think that when I look at their schedule, You're so I, I don't think there'll be they'll have to, like when you're losing about thirty points. You're an idiot when you run the ball. (laughs) So you have, but if it's a close game and the running game is still an option, just watch out. I think I think he could be something special. I'm not going to shit on Christine Michael whatsoever. I mean, the dude's got talent. I mean, it's 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 a shock to me. Like this, literally, just this news. This is breaking news to me right now. Like I had no idea Christine Michael was running back, and that's probably shitty on my part for not knowing that. But now I do. And my perception changes a little bit, especially just for the run game in general. But like you said, it is a pass-happy league. Can these wide receivers keep up? Um, and, and they've got a couple of them. But let's talk about the quarterback first. So um, the, the guy, Jordan Temu. Temu, yeah, he's an Ole Miss guy. Ole Miss dude. Um, I think that he's, he's the big question mark for me. There's not a lot of tape on him. I don't know. I mean – this is the real. This is the truth. He may be the second or third. He's got legs. Best quarterback in the XFL. I just don't know, and because I don't know, it has nothing to do with with my jokes on St. Louis. I just don't know enough about him. I haven't seen enough tape of him. I I don't know too much to make a prediction on him. Um, when he was at Ole Miss, he was dynamic. He was a, a guy that could, if you blitz him, he could burn you. So. Yeah, he's got the legs. I but mean, you're not like, dealing with the Ole Miss Rebels playing the Memphis Tigers. You're dealing right. with the Dallas Renegades, so you, you don't know. Going up, yeah, and the Renegades, just, I mean, just to go ahead and just get it out there and let it be known about this defense, this is another one of the defenses that are like kind of like a must play. Like either the Vipers or the Renegades are probably going to be the two, but they're, they're priced at 4700 So I'll give you, I'll give you if Renegades you don't mind, defense. I'll give you my, my five that you can choose from. Uh, and I'll give them to you in order, and then I'll give you three that you should avoid, uh, like the the coronavirus. Let's do it. That's so. All right. So number one, obviously, I think DraftKings will reflect it. The Dallas Renegades. Bob Stoops is a master at defense. Uh, look what he did at Oklahoma. Before that, look what he did at the University of Florida with Steve Spurrier. Before that, look what he did at Kansas State. Kansas State had the number one defense under uh, Bob Stoops. I think Dallas Renegades, I predicted at week one or episode one uh, that they'll have the most dynamic um, defense in the entire XFL. And I think that you'll truly see the power of this defense against St. Louis this week. The Stoopers. So let's, let's hit it up. Let's do it. I, I'm, I'm ready for it. So Dallas, I got number one. Number two is a great value uh, in the Tampa Bay Vipers. The 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 pundits and the – the experts, I'm using that in quotations, don't give the Vipers uh, a lot of credit. And the reason why is because they look at uh, Jerry Glanville and they say that he's what, almost 80 years old. The, the game of football has changed. What people tend to forget or overlook is that uh, for the past few years, Jerry Glanville was a defensive coordinator in the Canadian Football League and not just a defensive coordinator, the very best defensive coordinator. In fact, uh, when Mark Trestman was hired – Uh, to be the head coach of the Vipers, within minutes of being hired, he picked up the phone and called Jerry Glanville and said, hey, I just got hired in Tampa. Jerry said, well, congratulations. And he said, I want you to come work for me because I know some other team is going to pick you up and I cannot stand another year going against you. So this is the real deal. Jerry Glanville is all about speed. You look at just, just Google Jerry Glanville, look at the stats. 
Um, he has a great defensive mind, and I think the Vipers uh, this week especially will be a great value uh, team. They're not super expensive, but they'll be the number two defense in the XFL week one. Follow that. Let's go to to Trumpville, Washington D.C. Um, you know D.C. is playing Seattle. Will Pelosi tear up their playbooks? Will she rip them apart? I don't know, but I kind of hope that Pelosi. Um, I kind of hope that she, uh, you know, puts some shoulder pads on and gets out there. I think it'd be good for her to to see real men up close. That'd be um, fun and knock the Botox out of her for sure. Let's go, Nancy. Uh, let's go, Nancy. <laughs> D.C. defenders against Seattle. I think that D.C. defenders will. Give Jordan ten, uh, give uh, Jim Zorn and his team uh, hell this week. I think that uh, DC will be the number three defense in the XFL. Another great value will go to number four, the LA Wildcats. Uh, LA uh, is coached by Winston Moss, a defensive-minded guy. I think this is, I said it week one, I keep going back to week one, just comparing and, and showing that I haven't changed a bit. This is going to be the hardest hitting defense in all the XFL. And I think that um, this week when when L.A. goes to Houston, they're going to rough up the roughnecks. Um, so D.C., uh, excuse me, L.A., um, you're number four. Number five, finally, on my safe bets is the Houston roughnecks. When you go against L.A., um, when you don't know the quarterback situation, it can go either way. I think that June Jones and his staff is smart enough to disturb and disrupt uh, a second-string quarterback or third-string quarterback, disrupt a, a last-minute change-up, or they don't know what's going on. Uh, so Houston would be number five. Yeah, and like so, so we might that might actually be like a, a low-scoring bout just because of how closely ranked very possible defenses are. It, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch, and, and I do want to go back into uh, just one one wide receiver that we didn't get to mention that the, it's the best wide receiver option that you have for St. Louis at sixty six hundred was a uh, Keith Mumphrey. Just wanted to put that out there, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm 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 fully expecting Dallas to just show up in that defense to just pretty much take care of biz. But Christine Michael is going to be the toughest thing. That they're going to have to do. Absolutely. And then I'm going to give you three defenses to stay away from. And then, Chase, read the schedule to me, and I'll give you my predictions on the score. You can give yours, and then we can uh, put our pants on and go home. What do you think about that, bud? I'm down, I'm down for it because I'm going to tell you what. It's getting breezy in here. It is. Um, so let's look at, uh, like, the, uh, the, the first game. We'll go ahead and just do who we think is going to win or lose, and then you got to give these three defenses out. Okay. Uh, Seattle and D.C., I'm going to go ahead and pick the upset. Seattle defeats the defenders. Wow. Yeah. Cause, wow. Because they're, they're dragons. Chase is really pulling. Like, he, he may not say it on this show, but when we're hanging out, he is a – Ultra massive Seattle Dragons closet. Fan, fan of majestic creatures. I say that uh, DC trumps. Uh, see what I did there? Yeah, trumps Seattle thirty to thirteen. And, and it, it, it's probably what's going to happen. But I just, you know, I, I I would love to see just a wild upset. So Brandon Silver's don't let us down, pal. Um, let's go into uh, the Houston and the Wildcats. It's, I'm pretty sure this is going to be simple. I'm going with the uh, I'm going to go with the Wildcats on this. One. Earlier in the week, I predicted that Houston would beat the Wildcats. Uh, That's 30, crazy. Thirty-four to twenty-eight. I'm going to change that. I think that uh, I think that Houston will beat the Wildcats still, but I think it'll be a score of twenty-two to sixteen. Okay. All right. So so you're you're going to predict Houston. 
Absolutely. But is that just because of Johnson? I, I just think Houston, um, there's a lot of uncertainty in L.A. So not even Johnson. the intimidation? No, I, I just – I just from the, from, and from it's, the coach? And it's the home game. I just think Houston's going to just – I think they're going to – They're going to open it up and be like, hey, we're, do we're, we're, Bill O'Brien doesn't live here. Yeah, That's we're not doing fake do. punts. All right, Bill. Awesome. Uh, Tampa Bay at NY on Sunday. Um, Guardians, Vipers. Vipers. I got Vipers winning 38-35. to 35. Uh, That's close. Yeah, it is. It's, I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be so different. I think that uh, I, one of the three teams' defenses to stay away from is uh, number six, New York. So, I think that uh, Tampa will defeat the Guardians. I'm digging it. And that, this, is, this is amazing stuff right here because some of these calls are, like, not what is propped up. Just to let you know, DraftKings doesn't always know. But next week they'll be on their shit. I can guarantee it. So, get your edge. Um, last game, St. Louis at Dallas, Battle Hawks, Renegades. Man, Renegades. Yeah. Let me give you a strange prediction here. Renegades are going to win, obviously. But I think that if you watch just the first quarter, I think that you're going to have doubts that Dallas will win. Uh, I think that this could be a 14-0 game at, at halftime or in the first quarter, St. Louis' favor. But I think that the end, Dallas will triumph and beat St. Louis 31-17. to St. Louis, of course, is the seventh team on my defensive list to stay away from. Number eight, I hate to say this, cover your ears, Chase. Number eight, Seattle, stay away from Seattle. It's okay. I, this is just one week. It's just one week. I think that some, some, something weird is going to happen. I just see some weird energy coming Next down. week, we may, be, we may be Battlehawk fans. You never know. We don't know what's going to happen this week, but I know one thing, Chase. I'm going to be tuning in Saturday I will kick you off of your own podcast if you become a Battlehawks fan at this point. You know okay, what? I, just remember that. You know. You know what? I, I deserve that. So, you would. You yeah. would. Yes. So you're right. So next week we we've put too much time and energy into just being like Battlehawks haters. That's to, right. To do this. Next week we'll have a, a better picture, a clearer picture of uh, what the XFL uh, has to offer. But I'm excited this week. Make God, sure make sure you tune in Saturday and Sunday. Watch the games. Give give feedback. Go on Twitter. Tell your friends about it. And while you're talking to your friends. Tell them to rate, review, and subscribe to the Other League Podcast. This is the Captain XFL. We're signing off. It's Garage Guy Chase. Follow us on Twitter and talk to us about XFL and sports because this is what we do and it's what we love. And I'm just super fucking pumped. The football is not dead. It is alive in spring. Beautiful times. I should have wore pants. This leather chair hurts. Jesus, God. All right, we got to go find some pants, guys. Have a good week. We'll be back next week.